0: Hey, welcome to Marvel Standom. I'm not your host, Mike Chikini. Unfortunately, he can't be with us today. In fact, I'm Den of Geek News and Features Editor, Kirsten Howard. And with me, as always, are Den of Geek TV editors, Katie Burt and Alec Bajalard. This week, we're digging into Hawkeye Episode 5, which is called Ronin. It's another fantastic instalment in the latest Christmas-themed MCU show. Alec, give us the lowdown on what happened.
1: In Marvel's Hawkeye, episode five, we get to find out what happened to Yelena during the snap. Yelena and Kate then have a nice long chat in the present day about Clint, Ronan, and Natasha, and Yelena later reveals that Eleanor Bishop was the one who hired her to kill Clint. It turns out that Eleanor is pretty friendly with none other than New York kingpin, Wilson Fisk, as Vincent D'Onofrio returns to the role he played so delightfully in Netflix's Daredevil Albeit in just a greeny photograph at the end of the episode.
0: Yeah, this was another great episode of Hawkeye. Um, it, there was a lot of talking. In fact, there's a, a whole <laughs> huge scene with Florence Pugh and Haley Steinfeld. There, like it goes on for I think I clocked it about ten minutes. What did you think of the episode, Katie?
2: I really enjoyed it. I'm I'm loving these long, cold opens that give us into insight into other characters. I mean, obviously, we already knew Yelena, but seeing what she's been through since the end of Black Widow and what the experience of being blipped was like for her was really effective. Um, And yeah, the scene between Yelena and Kate ended up being, I think, my favorite of the entire episode. Um, Yeah, it's just two characters that I care a lot about and I've been anticipating meeting, but also two characters who obviously have very different perspectives on the current conflict, and I can understand where they're both coming from. And I'm not totally sure whose side I'm
1: on. You're right, Kirsten, this one was very talky, um, which I don't really mind. I will say though that 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 10 minute scene I thought it was acted really well and interesting. Um, I don't know if a lot of the dialogue really grabbed me, though. It's one thing when uh, Florence Pugh, whom we all love, is doing a Russian accent amongst characters who are also doing Russian accents in Black Widow. It, it just kind of sticks out a bit here. Just like, why can't poor Florence Pugh have a conversation with Haley Steinfeld without having to do her, her silly little accent? <laughs> if. Uh, <Yeah. laughs>
2: I don't know if either of you watched Killing Eve, but I just can't help but think about Killing Eve basically all through Black Widow and all through this episode, especially with Florence Pugh, another, you know, British actress doing a Russian accent and having a very devil-may-care attitude in the process.
1: Yeah, she's basically doing, like, Villanelle. <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 a Villanelle impression. It's I don't know if it's a Russian accent or not. Maybe it is. I don't have a lot of Russians in my day-to-day life.
0: I did notice in Yelena's sort of dusting or blip it was so fast. I don't think we've ever seen someone turn to dust and reemerge so quickly before. It did seem really odd to me though that just after that the previously on Hawkeye happened afterwards and I was a bit thrown. Mm-hmm. Was that just my episode on Disney Plus or did you guys get that too?
2: I did get that. And I did notice it. I, I think I liked it because none of that really had anything to do with, I mean, most of it had to do with, you know, what's happening in the present day and what's happening with Kate and Clint. So it was, I don't know if I've ever seen that before. So it did, it did stand out to me, but I, I liked it as
1: a choice. I loved it. I'm, I'm a cold open enthusiast and I'm of the opinion that if you're going to do a cold open, like it has to be the very first thing that happens. I don't care how much previously on you have to get through. If you want a cold open, cold open. <laughs> and then and then get down to business.
2: Ostensibly they could have done a previously on the MCU for the cold open you know, giving us Yelena's backstory from Black Widow. They're just like, no, you hopefully you watched this movie.
0: (laughs) I hope this isn't the last we've seen of these two together. I mean in Hawkeye in general. I hope that they're back together again in the future. One thing I really wanted to talk about was how at this stage the show really hasn't It's just really not about Hawkeye, or it feels like he's the least interesting character with Yelena and Kate and Echo. Um, This has almost become like a a real female powered show in a way. I don't know whether that was the intention. What do you think? Do you think this is just really about sort of letting Clint go into the background and
2: bringing these other characters out? thematically it seems to be a show about accountability and I hope it's a show about accountability in a (laughs) rewarding way. Not that you can't obviously do that with a lot of different male characters, but I do think that our story language tends to have, you know, and also our real world sometimes, the people who have the most power tend to be men and they often abuse that power in different ways and we are often, you know, constructing like women as, as the victims, whatever that means. So it makes sense to me that like a show about accountability would center so many of these kinds of characters, especially women who are often the ones being shown as the victims and being shown as the people who are hurt, whether that's realistic or not, to, to seek accountability or get justice for what they've lost and the the pain and or the trauma they've suffered.
1: I kind of agree with both of your points. Uh, Katie, to your end about um, women Mm -hmm. usually being the ones who who I guess quote unquote suffer in these Mm -hmm. are sideline characters. Um, I think a fun play on that is Jack who by all appearances I think is a patsy like yeah. he, he couldn't possibly look more evil. He has this- He's like the chillest eye. Patsy
2: as well. Yeah. Like when he's and being arrested. He has arrested. like a literal
1: mustache that he can twirl. And he's based on like an existing comic book character. Everything about him screams like <laughs> I'm important and I'm bad. Uh, but it literally just seems that they hired this very fun actor who is excellent at playing villains. To just kind of like hang out for five episodes <laughs> and get arrested and be <laughs> like, oh, surely there's a mistake here. Um, <laughs>
2: I love the line, yeah, there's a mistake. I don't know exactly what it is, but I've never worked a day in my life (laughs) (laughs) as a defense, as a defense.
1: Definitely it's far more of an ensemble than I thought it would be. Like Jack plays a big role despite, you know, it being revealed that he's basically probably nothing. We have so many of the tracksuit mafia have their own little weird uh, personalities. Eleanor, Kate, Clint, uh, Maya all feel like they're given not equal weight, but pretty close to it, like significant weight. Kirsten, to your point about like uh, it not focusing particularly on Clint, I think that's just by design in the MCU. I think like the MCU is a shark, it only moves forward. Clint's story has been told, like he saved the world like half a dozen times and then Natasha died. I just don't think this show was ever really gonna be about Clint, or at least his arc. And you can see that reflected in what his arc is in this, which is, again, I've said a million times, you just got to get home by Christmas. It's just the easiest thing in the world. Just get home, bud.
2: I did love, you know, the Russian accent was hard for me as well. I think I made a choice both in Black Widow and here where I was like, okay, just tr- just try not to think about it too much. But I do think there was some, some really good dialogue from Yelena in that scene and one part I really liked is when, you know, Kate was arguing that he is trying to protect her, which I think is is true. Um, and then Yelena said, no, he's trying to protect his reputation. And I think that's true as well. And I thought that was such an interesting insight in line, especially given um, Clint's decision later in the episode, which you they don't really tell you what Clint's plan is in meeting, going to meet with Maya. Um, and I wasn't sure if he was just going to kind of confess and, like, say, you know, this was me. I'm here to, you know, accept the consequences of my actions or whatever. Um, But that's not what happened. (laughs) You know, he went in as Ronan. He used his, like, physical power and skills to threaten Maya into protecting his family. I don't know. It seems like he's just kind of doing the same things, making the same superhero choices,
1: is it, that, is it that's transformative if you do every single thing that Ronan would have done anyway, like take out a whole squad full of goons,
2: mm. dress
1: in that hood, threaten people with the sword, and then you just stop just short <laughs> of killing one person?
2: Which seems like the most, one of the biggest like logic jumps we make with superhero storytelling. I mean, there's a lot, but the idea that you can be, mm. you can inflict violence so precisely that you can make that choice, that you can choose whether to kill someone or not, is often a trope that we don't analyze, I think.
1: <laughs> I'm glad you bring that up, because I, I had one more point from that fight, from uh, Hawkeye v Echo, Clint v Maya. Um, and I don't know why it struck me now, because this is, this is a staple for like every superhero show, um, every action movie, but kicks. Like, people get kicked, and they just keep going. And, like, 99 times out of 100, like, a kick is an end of a fight. Like, 100%. It's like, you know, like, the PSI, or, like, the force generated in a human kick is <laughs> devastating. It will, like, just absolutely wreck somebody. But it just, like, Maya and Clint are just, like kicking each other like MMA fighters over and over and over again.
2: (laughs) I also love how at the end of that fight, Maya just speeds away. And I was like, what about all of your goons? Like, are they okay? (laughs) Do you want to check on them?
0: Regarding your kicks and punches must hurt. I think we need to, you know, consider Conair possibly the baseline for uh, (laughs) when we talk about that stuff. You know, Nicolas Cage punches or a guy at the start of Con Air, and then he goes to prison because he kills him with one punch. And mm-hmm. the MCU should just embrace just one punch killing or one kick killing. We <laughs> don't need all the weapons. Nick Cage set a precedent, and we should
2: we should respect it. It's time we followed it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. We also got our first glimpse of Vincent D'Onofrio back as Wilson Fisk. I assume that saving his proper in-person appearance for the finale. It was fantastic to get him at the end of this episode. Now that he's in the mix and considering everyone else who has a target on Hawkeye, what are your finale predictions?
2: I honestly hope that he is not too much of a factor in the finale. Like, I'm fine with him showing up and playing some role, but I also think that there's so many characters that I have become emotionally attached to either as villains or heroes or something in between within this show. You know, I'd be much more interested in using narrative time to explore Eleanor's motivation and find out more about what her path has been because that was another one of my favorite episodes from this this or favorite scenes from this episode was the mother-daughter chat. That confrontation is the one that I'm most curious to see. You know, this show has done such a good job of making everything really personal for the characters. Kingpin is is very personal for Maya, so I think that it makes sense to bring him in in that respect, but I don't I don't want him to take up too much space just because he has such an important Marvel TV history slash comic books history. That's easy for me to say as someone who did not watch Daredevil. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alec, did you watch Daredevil?
1: I watched um maybe fourteen total episodes of Daredevil. Like ten from season one before I got bored. And then, like, the Punisher episodes in season two before I got bored.
2: I did watch Spider Man Into the Spider Verse, though, multiple times, so. Oh
1: God, I, some... I love a planet sized Kingpin. That's my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> the fact that this is a finale is more important than Kingpin. Um, therefore, like, Kingpin, I think we'll get a couple of scenes with to tie him into the Eleanor conspiracy or what have you. Um, but the emotional core of what this ending needs to be, and likely will be, is Kate confronting her mother. Um, one thing I am curious about, cause we were just talking about the physicality of all this and, you know, lethal kicks and everything. Um, <laughs> who's, you would think there needs to be a fight of some sort in the finale. Like who is fighting who? I couldn't like, does Kate's mother, does I... Eleanor have like martial exp- martial arts experience?
2: God, I hope so. <laughs> I would think Clint and Yelena have to have I don't know. I they have to fight in some way.
1: Yeah, there will be a Clint and Yelena scrap. Um but maybe maybe Kate's climactic moment is just another conversation this time with uh, her mom.
2: What if Kate and Clint fight? That would
1: be pretty rad.
0: <laughs> well, in the trailers <laughs> we've seen some clips of Clint in a suit right he's wearing a tux or something and he's getting shot at uh, in what looks like a sort of restaurant or ballroom or and then we've also seen some clips of Clint and Kate in full purple and black costumes Uh, it looks like they're surrounded in an ice rink so I feel like there are going to be some action set pieces in the finale but I really do hope they don't forget to give us some resolution of the emotional core mm. of the story. And also it's a lot it's actually quite a lot to fit into the finale when you consider that the the Laura and the watch and all this stuff that's going on. So I, I, I completely forgot uh... about the watch. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> it seems like we're missing one episode. It feels like the finale should be two yes. weeks from now.
0: Yeah. I hope it's like a 2 hour finale. It's not going to be. It's going to come up and it's going to be like 33 minutes. And yeah. I was just wondering yeah. how with the hell.
1: Became... <laughs>
2: yes. And they're going to nail it.
1: <laughs> they use the word superhero a lot in this show. Can anybody recall how often they use that if at all throughout the rest of the MCU? Cuz like we call them superheroes cuz we have comic books that are have superheroic people in them with superpowers. But Clint's just a guy. He doesn't have any supernatural abilities, but he hangs out with superheroes. He's a superhero. I don't know. I'm very curious about the etymology of the word superhero in the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
0: Well, can I leave you to do some research on that for next week, Alec?
1: No. (laughs) I think this is a fairly funny episode. Um, We mentioned Jack (laughs) saying that he'd never worked a day in his life earlier. Uh, What a comedic powerhouse of a performance that was. I love uh Kate throwing a sriracha bottle at Yelena.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yelena there then just dousing box mac and cheese with the with said sriracha bottle.
2: <laughs> also Yelena just asking Kate for like tourist tips.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: oh, Which I man. think might come into play next week. I don't it's know. It's a
1: shame that Mike's not here because I I wanted to ask him about because uh Kate's first suggestion was the High Line and I don't think a New Yorker would uh, would immediately suggest a high line, the High Line to somebody. I just want to say my favourite line of the episode is... Um, yeah, I know what boxed mac and cheese
2: tastes like. Okay, I know
1: it's, it's delicious. Funny episode. Thumbs up.
0: There was also a connection to Spider-Man No Way Home in there. Um, we've already had Rogers the Musical pop up in the... Uh, opening minute of Spider-Man No Way Home that was released. But in this episode, they reference that the Statue of Liberty has been revamped or has a new look. And we've also seen in the No Way Home trailer that she is now holding Captain America's shield.
2: Yeah, it's very cool to see those kinds of real time might be the wrong (laughs) phrase here, but um, real-time connections to between the feature world and the tv world you know as someone who did watch agents of shield and l- some of the subsequent um marvel tv shows that weren't on netflix <laughs> um yeah you know that's always been like a weird thing figuring out how to weave those those two worlds together to make them feel like one or just choosing not to so to see this era of of Marvel TV do that so incredibly well, um, you know, in a pre- the previous version of Marvel TV, it feels like this would have been like the closest we got to a connection. But here this feels like the kind of like the loosest in, in a way, you know, we have these characters who are crossing over from the movie world to the TV world and who are just as integral to both. Um, it just kind of made me reflect on how how much the MCU has changed and how much Marvel TV has changed over the last, what is it, 15? Almost 15 years?
0: That's it for this week's Marvel Standum. We'll be back very, very soon, of course, covering Spider-Man No Way Home and the finale of Hawkeye, which is next Wednesday. Please, please, please like and subscribe. We're a small outfit here and need your support. In the meantime, you can also find us on our web home of DenOfGeek.com, where we write about the MCU in much more detail. You can also hit us up on Twitter at Marvel Standom or at DenOfGeekUS. And if you've had enough of watching us, you can also follow Marvel Standem on Apple and Spotify as a podcast. See you soon.
1: Please let me put on brass knuckles so I can punch your face. <laughs>